again everybody and welcome to the Papahood podcast. This time we're talking to a dad who well who has many things on the plate is an understatement. He has many plates and many things on those many plates. So we're looking forward to having a chat with him and getting to know how he takes care of his journey of being a dad. Now as you all know we'd love if you could uh, share us with your friends colleagues anybody who's interested to listen to different perspectives of being a father so please connect with us on our instagram handle our facebook and on linkedin as well and uh, spread the word the more you sign up the better for us and for all of us we can talk about something that we don't usually speak about being dads and what we go through from the dad side of things so thank you very much for being here and without much further ado i'm your host steven brass and with me today is uh, mr pavan pavan there's so much that i can see here you're an educationalist uh, in not the traditional sense of uh, the meaning is that right uh, pavan no you are uh, i can see you're an author a speaker a, a seminar leader at uh, straight a plus you're an educational revolutionist i'm really dying to understand what that means and of course the creator of achieve school of education your your passion is not merely to see kids uh, excel in studies but also guide them into becoming more confident individuals i love that and fully subscribe to it uh and you know you want kids to assertively face any challenge that life throws at them and today we have so many challenges isn't it so uh pavan firstly thank you for being here and what did i miss about your introduction uh, li- li- literally nothing uh, because if i have to be honest um this was one of the most voice modulated introduction that i ever got because this kind of uh, voice has never introduced me like this i'm 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 literally floating you know at the place where i'm sitting i'm absolutely <laughs> uh, delighted thank you for that uh, grand welcome but in a very uh, humble way i would i would say when you when you put across that metaphor that there are many plates and many things on it i must thank my team because i'm thoroughly blessed to take care of these many plates and many things on it by many people for sure so if not for all of them around me i i wouldn't have been able to probably do what i'm doing as of now so thank you so much stephen for having me on your uh, papahood uh, podcast i think uh, that the minute i heard this word you know papahood podcast what what is this what are they going to really talk about you know because it's 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 quite known in the world that it's motherhood that is celebrated everywhere and uh, is is there a real term called papahood <laughs> <laughs> absolutely so, yeah i'm 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 more curious to find out what is that that our conversation is going to be here today and <laughs> Uh, you you've co- you've covered most of it of uh, whatever i do but i can uh, simply say that i'm a very curious individual and uh, i'm constantly seeking the reality from the perception of what the reality is and that that has really helped me work uh, closely with a lot of children so if if you if all those introductions that uh, you got as you know the bullet points that's what my website or google would probably tell you but behind them i can see the amount of efforts and the failures that i've met which people rarely speak about so i have 
got into many mistakes, many attempts, wrong attempts, you know, grandiose failures, fantastic and brilliant, you know, downfalls, rejections. So I think that's all of these together should summarize what Pawan is. <laughs> as simple as fantastic, that. Fantastic, Pawan. Fantastic. I'm, I'm, I'm going to dive into those failures and those successes as well. But more mm-hmm. importantly, you know, we want to talk about how this transpires into being a dad. You know, uh, sometimes, sometimes, not all of us, but sometimes we, mm-hmm. when we encounter failure, we try to protect our children from having failure, if you know what I mean, because we are coming from experience, right? So Absolutely. Uh, how does a dad handle that? Do we still uh, say, hey, listen, let's throw caution a little bit to the wind, go out there and try new stuff and, you know, just just get on with it and face those challenges? <laughs> over? Do we create that protective environment for them? But Pavan, I want to start off and there's a tradition here at Papa Hood Podcast where we start off with a dad joke. So have you got one? Okay. <laughs> Uh, uh, absolutely, uh, you know, in, in fact, I was, uh, uh, your team, Chaita, they tell me that, you know, be ready with one. It just slipped from my mind that I had to be ready, but I've got one for you. Lovely. And uh, uh, I'll summarize this in a nutshell. I was in college and um, during one of the teacher's class, he started singing happy birthday to one of the girl and we were asked to leave. Luckily, I wasn't present that day. So the next day I come to the college, the principal father comes in and says, all of you, the last three years, get up and get out. And I was like, I wasn't present in the class, sir. So how can I sing? Happy birthday. Please check my attendance records. And immediately the principal says, listen, even if you by chance were present, you would have sung happy birthday. I know you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so leave, leave the classroom. And, and, and the best uh, uh, part of this is when my father was called to speak with the principal, the principal had a list of complaints about me as to what I was. That is true. I'm not denying that. I was quite a notorious guy there back then. Of course, I'm notorious now too. Uh, after listening to the whole of it, my dad just concluded the whole discussion by saying, yes, that's right. You are true, whatever you're saying, sir. And that is why I've admitted him here to this college. You please change him. I cannot. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, that's a lovely story. That's, so you were guilty by abs- by being absent. I mean, in absentia, <laughs> you were guilty. Interesting. Interesting. I've got one for you, Pavan. Mm-hmm. Please go ahead. Did you hear the rumor about butter? Mm-hmm. No. Well, I'm not going to spread it. I keep trying this with my kids and well, I get some... I think one day they just locked the door and put me out there and said, Dad, listen, if you're going to come up with these horrible jokes, please stay there only. But, uh, you know, uh, Pavan, on a serious note, not on a serious note, but I know you're a, you're, a, you're a dad to a beautiful baby girl. How would you define this journey of being a dad so far, Pavan? Hmm. So uh, that's quite an interesting question because um, uh, if, if you look at my timelines, um, I've been teaching from the last uh, 18 years. And the first seven years was the time when I was a tuition teacher. So basically I used to teach children from different schools and I used to handle grade 10 only. And I was a math teacher. I used to teach a little bit of science and a little bit of social studies too. And it is such a coincidence of life that 
when we decided that we are going to start a school from a tutorial or a tuition service center to a school of course it was a huge step up it was a huge game changer for me and that is exactly at the same time when i had my little daughter in my life too so to be precise the year we decided to start the school that was the same year my daughter was born so i always call her as a lucky charm yep she came into the world and she got me a different world and sometimes the lucky charm has you know just like how a lamp cannot give a complete light right underneath it it will also have its challenges because i was free for a long time i was only teaching for 2 hours or 3 hours a day and the rest of the day was mine and i got my baby when i started working for 14 hours 16 hours 18 hours a day kind oh. of a thing <laughs> okay <laughs> now that defines everything and uh, uh up until the last uh, you know for, for a lot of years i really had to spend a lot of time with the organization because it was built from a scratch and everything was completely new so if you ask me how was my fatherhood she was my relief she was my you know <sighs> so you go back after 14 hours of work you know so it's nope. it's like two two days of work and you go back and then you see the little one you know and then everything is like ah oh, this is this is so beautiful she is my relaxation so though i used to spend very little time yeah you know so if 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 you look at it as a paradox i had a lot of time to spend but i never had the kid with me and when i had the kid i didn't have too much time to spend with her oh. so you can you can call it as an irony but that's how my life has been for sure and uh, she has been a fantastic source of smile for me come what may I I think uh, every dad would agree you know they go out they they wage a war on the world to earn to make money to you know grow to uh, develop to learn and they come back home and a dad's favorite is most of the time a girl you know I'm I'm being a little biased here <laughs> <laughs> so the minute a dad sees a girl baby especially you know um, in in India culturally once we get the girl baby married they are out of our nest True. but a boy stays inside with us and we have to ensure that he is taken care <laughs> so for me having a girl baby is like is like a beautiful bird you fly off i'm going to be happy too <laughs> <laughs> true 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 uh you know i i like the way you say it because uh yes dads go out and try to fight the world and uh, they come back to the solace of being a child of being held by a child yeah. of being you know loved by a child yes. unconditionally yes. right but the thing that i want to ask you is from a influence perspective mm-hmm. what was your uh, what was your biggest influence from being a dad right did you learn from your dad how did how did that happen how did that and how did it transpire because it, you know it happened in different eras right mm-hmm. it happened mm-hmm. in a different time a different space maybe you know my dad uh, had a 9 to 5 job sometimes right. not all the times but 9 to 5 job sometimes and he would come back and there was a fixed time the dad would always come in so we knew we had that time after that with him you know and maybe you experienced the same thing but right. uh, what was your biggest influence and how have you used that uh, in your journey of being dad yep so my biggest influence uh, has been my dad's uh, clarity and um, one of the most beautiful things that he did to me at the start of uh, my childhood was he literally dragged me into every other aspect of business with him so 
uh, he, he was not uh, too concerned about my grades. That's what I assume because he never asked me how much have you scored. Mm. Never. He never questioned me. So nor he attended uh, any of the PTMs, the parents, teachers, meetings in the school. Absolutely zero. So the only choice that I'm left with is to assume that he was never too bothered about my grades, but he was extremely bothered about the way I think and the way I perceive the world as. Because one of the incidents that, you know, when when you ask me this comes is, I was in my grade seven. He helped me to learn to drive a car. And I'm not asking anybody to be inspired by this thought, but uh, uh, I, I, I know that it's not right for me to say this, but I will still say it because that was the fact anyway. Oh. So he, he, he used to allow me to drive the car. He taught me what a gear was. He taught me what a clutch was. He taught me how to accelerate. He, he used to make me sit on his lap and uh, hold the steering, make me sit on you know some cushions pillows when he was not there, sit next to me. And he allowed me to move the car, take it out, keep it you know in front of the house, then again park it in for the next two years. He's just allowed me to explore, especially if I liked it. Nice. So his, his biggest influence is he never stopped me and my curiosity. He was like, whatever. Whatever you want to do, go ahead, explore, go ahead, explore. And he just lets me do everything. And like I said, he allowed me to fail miserably. He wasn't too bothered. He was not nagging. He was like, you know, when is your exam? Did you study? What grades are you getting? He, he, he was really not too concerned about the marks, but he was too concerned about how I think and what levels of curiosity I have. Mm, it's that's so beautiful because a child's mind is so open to to receiving. It's a, it's, it's yes. more of a receptor of knowledge and information. Absolutely. And uh, I think he understood that very well. And you know, just well, that's brilliant. That cute. I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I I'm reminded about another thing. So sorry, I'm yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'm I'm cutting you in. He used to take me for his business meetings. In fact, he told me, you know what, I'm going to take you. I'm still in grade six or grade five. And he said, you know what, today you're going to come and watch me fight. I was like, what? <laughs> what are you telling me? And he's like, you know, no, we have an issue in the business and we have some differences with the partners. We go and fight and I go and watch him fight tooth and nail for, you know, certain issues. And in 10 minutes, he walks out with his partner, hands on his shoulder, and both of them walk out for a coffee. Yeah. I'm like, you know, as a kid, when I'm watching this, are you mad? You know, what's wrong? When I've been invited here, you know, as an audience, you know, to watch all of this. You guys fight and then you walk out and you have coffee. So then I'm like, what did you just do? He was like, we fought for an issue. Yeah. And that was it. That's it. And we are friends after the issue. I'm like, you fought with him. He's like, no. I never fought with him. I was fighting for an issue or a thought and I never fought with him. You know, these lessons, I, I still feel a lot of educated people find it difficult to comprehend because True. they land up fighting people and not, not issues. And at a very young age, yeah, and at a very young age, I, I was influenced by these thoughts that he literally taught me how to fight. How to fight the issue, not the person. So yep. these are the lessons that I teach my children now. I, when you ask me, how does it influence your child? I will include all the 450 children of our school along with my daughter because I'm teaching them how to fight and it's not taught in books. Yep. Never these kind of you know lessons coming. Absolutely. Uh, Pawan, that's a beautiful point that you raise here, which is you're trying to incorporate your learning, your influence 
on mm-hmm. to the you're an educationalist so mm-hmm. how does that work what do you do just give us a little more background about what you do and how does that transpire being a dad and being an educationalist right so uh, as as an educationalist um, my role is to ensure to bring the best out of the child a, a lot of times uh, education in certain spaces or probably most of the spaces in the world education is seen as you know dumping thoughts giving information and how much you remember and we judge you based on how much of memory power and recollection you can have at that point of time mm. unfortunately if you ask me that is not education so as an education if you ask me what is education then my role here is to bring the best out of you is to bring the best out of everyone around me from teachers from parents from children from staff from everyone literally everyone so if you ask me as an educationist it's my duty to keep the gift of yours in front of you it's not an easy task and uh, but i but i but i'm striving for for the rest of the time that i'm going to breathe to ensure that i unpack the gifts that are there in you know children and adults and anyone for that matter but as a dad mm. as a dad this is this is this is where the balance act comes <laughs> and the and the compromise sometimes happen and you know it's like um i cannot be an educationist when it comes to my daughter and though though i allow her to fail though i allow her to you know just do what she wants to do in her life though i allow her to be absolutely curious there are certain things certain things which come out of compassion where i pamper her sometimes i know i shouldn't be doing that and she gets pampered rarely and of course she also knows that if she crosses the line i'm the one who's not going to fight but i'm also the guy who will keep quiet mm. and she doesn't like my silence yeah she knows she knows that you know when i come back and if there is something not right she just you know i i get into my silent zone as a dad not as an educationist mm. and that's when you know slowly she lingers here and there she tries to cling on to me and you know tries to come back so if you if you ask me as an educationist i am i'm a very i'm a fun loving friendly person because I, I have been, you know, witnessing results, especially teaching mathematics. When I teach that with a lot of humor, fun, and conversations like this, they tend to learn and they tend to explore right. much better, you know, than a serious presentation. So this is this is what I can say here. Oh, lovely, because a lot of us, especially, uh, you know, and even today's parents, right? We are very. Uh, we're very how should i say uh, analog or very uh, straight line yeah. or linear in our thinking when it yes. comes to education when it comes to you know picking a career for a child or for the child picking mm-hmm. their own career uh, what is your message to to all of us to guys like no i'm i'm totally different uh, i would say a little bit but uh, when it comes to education what is your message to parents when their children are you know when they ask them to study more i have a couple of uh, people that i know that mm-hmm. you know from 6th standard 7th standard i remember <laughs> one of my friends daughter uh, sons was a very good cricketer he used to play cricket really well and he was inclined towards the sports field and suddenly one day i stopped seeing him going for cricket practice and swimming mm-hmm. he used to go for swimming mm-hmm. with my son and i was like what happened guy why didn't you come for you know your swimming class or your cricket game and mm-hmm. all of that and uh, his dad said no 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 he has to start studying yet he has to start studying for you know neat or something like that that he wanted him to put in mm-hmm. many years ago so i was like okay uh what's your message to them especially when they want to concentrate less on the uh, extra curricular activities right so um cons- considering the demographics i have two messages okay one is 
unfortunately uh, the economics in india this is an indian perspective that i would like to give yep. the economics in india is unevenly distributed so if you look at it few people have amassed a large amount of wealth yep. and a large amount of people are battling it out for that little amount of wealth that is left for them True. so the question the question is where do you fit in because when i land up speaking to one category of parents they have a lot of money and when i speak to them that you know come on your kid is really not performing well in academics they need to work hard the exams are coming in they are like you know what just get them through the school process we know how exactly what to teach and talk and tell him because we believe leadership communication and clarity of thought is enough for him to run our businesses mm. so now that's a different message that i have to give them so if i'm speaking about academics for someone who is not economically challenged it becomes a different perspective True. and now at the same time let me pick up another you know example where somebody is struggling to meet their ends they come from a very challenged background and while they're coming from a challenged background the the whole whole and sole goal of the dad who's put in years and years of effort to work to a, a you know 24 per 7 kind of a job is only to make sure that the child gets a better job and a better placement and a better perspective and they're really not bothered about their passion and their happiness they're like you're a passionate cricketer you can play that on saturday and sunday but that's not going to fill your fill your stomach right yeah so it's is quite tricky you know and so i will i will land up having two messages here steve because one one of the message for you know the people who are blessed with economics i will want to tell you this that do not take academics lightly because even if that wealth is there with you the same wealth need not be wealth tomorrow it can become a liability in seconds to come for because all those who have the arrogance of money and the richness of uh, you know the attitude there i'm saying please be more careful your children need to you know get the clarity of education and you you may say there are many millionaires uh, without education and how they've gained it from scratch but there but there's also i would what i would like to say there is nobody who's had an education who's having a very sad life yeah true so all the efforts towards academics is never going to go for a waste having said that the challenge for the economically challenged parents and when your child is really passionate in something else then you have to tread on a careful you know background because i i am um, reminded about uh, two famous cricketers one cricketer was a bowler for india and he had an engineering degree and another cricketer who was also a bowler who was a spinner for india didn't have a degree unfortunately the guy who continuously played for india who was anil kumble he had a backup of an engineering degree yeah. but he never used that backup so and the other guy who was asked to leave the cricket team in one year was very much in need of that you know of the educational background to simply get a job if not for cricket but he never had a degree so if 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 you ask me if somebody is passionate about education as a career then education is a must mm. if somebody is not passionate about education as a career and if they have something else then please remember education is a backup it's like an insurance 
you wear a helmet and it's not that you're going to crash today True. but you still wear a helmet so that's that's how you're going to treat education as it is important and i will also tell that it is not everything yep it is just something that can help you go to the next level that's it because i mean uh, stephen did you have how to run a podcast how to have this fabulous voice modulation how to ask the questions at the right time to get the best out of your interview is in your school as curriculum no. you didn't i'm guessing i'm guessing you didn't yep. right? right so th- th- then it means education is really not everything education is really not everything it is just stepping stones a little bit of foundation it is and the message for everybody is they got to you know discover what they really want to and and keep your curiosity high when i'm saying this this is for all your uh, listeners so that you know the day curiosity is decreased or doesn't exist inside a human being then you're just um, physically alive yep. and Very not true. not really not really alive so that's that's my message beautiful thank you power you know it's so nice you say yes education is so important today and uh, i've also thought about this in many many ways uh, for my four kids i have four children wow. uh, and i've told them one thing very clearly i said listen whatever you do whatever you choose to do i'm going to support you 100% but you must have an education in what you want to do so if you want to become i don't know electrician make sure you get educated about it be the best at what you can be no no problem whatever you want to choose right. but get educated and i i you know and that's something that uh, uh, my kids are very uh, particular about so they know that that's coming from a place where Absolutely. whatever you want to do you want to become a footballer fantastic go ahead yes. go be a footballer yes. but make sure you learn about football just don't go there and play it you know i agree uh, there's so many different things so i love what you're saying uh, pawan but it's let's be honest it's not easy and like you exactly. said we f- we we have to tread <laughs> that fine line right yes what's yes. your what's your take on that what's your take on how do we as as parents as you know especially dads where our role predominantly is to be provider and protector we kind of put into this nutshell that we're finding it hard for thousands of years to get out of right. uh, although we do so much more right <laughs> mm-hmm. what are your concerns for your for for your daughter and for the kids in this era you know where there's so much of opportunity and there's so much of challenge as well what are your concerns about that what are your thoughts on that yep so uh, two things uh, the first the, f- the first one would be this is this is one message that goes uh, from all uh, from my side to all the women who are listening to this and uh, not biased but i'm being very honest here i'm saying this because i'm on papa hurt podcast as simple yeah. as that right <laughs> and the, the the reason i'm saying this is uh, sometimes few not all of them women think that because they they give birth to the child within their body and the process of delivery is as painful as as they can imagine because none of the men in this world can really comprehend True. they they tend to say that you know we have given birth to the child but i i want to put a different perspective that you know yes you may have the child in your womb for 9 months or whatever the time is but there is also another part of the process where the father is always keeping the child in his head mm. so that's my concern because uh, a, a lot of times a lot of people think that oh the husband 
he is the protector and he has to earn the money and the wife sometimes she also earns the money or sometimes she is the one who is simply taking care of the kid most of the times it isn't that way there is there is a lot of you know i mean a typical uh, concern for me would be i know that i need to spend a lot of time with my child but i'm not able to but but that doesn't mean that my love and affection for her is less so when this is understood by all women out there trust me balancing the art of you know taking care of the little child becomes much easier absolutely absolutely i i i like that what you're saying and those are the challenges of being a dad you know we're constantly thinking about are you doing the right thing are you saying the right thing are you doing the right thing are you providing the right thing am i pampering them too much am i not pampering them am i taking care am i not taking i mean you constantly for me at least i'm going to speak for myself and to all the dads that i speak to i think pretty much have the same uh, challenge power you know we are we are in this conundrum of yep are we do you know i want to ask you power on that note what do you think mm-hmm. are the mistakes that dads do today from your experience from what you've seen from your view of life over over protection they they tend to protect them so much and so forth that the child starts seeing the life through the protection of the dad and the child is not able to see the real life at all mm. so i'm not saying all dads do this but a lot of dads a lot of dads do not sit with their children and express their challenges you might have a difficult decision to make or you might have a difficult day as profit or you might have a challenge in money or you might in your job as an employee there's so many things that can be there but most of the most of the dads of what i know they especially when i interact with them they land up saying you know what earning money taking care of the family is my responsibility just take care of education be a good child be well behaved communicate well that is your duty i'm saying sorry yep if the child has to if the child has to behave well uh, get good grades learn and have a discipline then that has to be seen in the dad also and and the dad also has to share being vulnerable with the kids because i land up going and asking my daughter the biggest challenges that i face in school or in running a school and sometimes you know it, it's so funny that she lands up coming and saying is that in your control and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> so you can imagine you know it's like i'm like no that's not in my control so they're like okay then can we play connect four now because that's not in your control anyway i'm like okay this is fun so some of the best interventions some of the best breakthroughs can come through children mm. provided if we open up perceptions and if we allow them to come to us so and if we and if we discount it there's nothing that we're going to get from it. no absolutely you know and i think that's something that uh, society in many ways has laid in on us has put on us isn't it because yep. we're told not to show emotion especially in our indian uh, context <laughs> right we we get told True. not to show emotion we're told uh, you know not to show our vulnerability or uh, not to let that armor of being a dad and a man a uh, kind of Agreed. show its chunks or show its yes. uh, you know its creaks and cracks but uh, in in reality that is the truth and uh, we all must uh, you know especially with our children and i i think who better than anybody else right 
to open up to our with our kids and tell them where our challenges lie and what we're going through because well they can be great psychologists i tell you that much i i, I know that from a, <laughs> they can be great psychologists okay we're coming to the end of our small chat here but i want to ask you from a dad's perspective right mm-hmm. where do you think we can do better as dads i know uh, the question that i just asked you was similar mm-hmm. but that was more from a past right how do you think we can mm-hmm. be better as dads not that we're doing a bad job all dads don't get angry with me now <laughs> how can we how can we be better right well, yes 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 so to all dads and to the dads who are angry with him now <laughs> the only the, the only thing that i can actually tell each one of you is question yourself are you completely present when you say you're present and that itself is the best present for your kid that you can ever give oh. and there's nothing else other than that so i i would only leave this wonderful uh, podcast and this conversation with those three words you know <laughs> so are you present when you are present and that itself is the biggest present for your kids that's beautiful uh, pavan you know one of the things that i regret being when as a working dad and whatever and all the dads most of the dads that i speak with here we all mm-hmm. talk about if we could go back and do one thing different it would be spending more time with our children yes because that time is running away right i mean that time is fleeting you could buy them the best gifts and provide the best education and the best whatever uh, creature comforts but at the end of the day it's about spending that time and one of our dads on one of the previous uh, sessions we had said just make memories whatever it is if you're eating uh, drinking Lovely. tea in the tea shop make memories if you're eating you know if you're driving down a road make memories just make memories i remember that and that has stuck with me before you leave pavan your last words on fatherhood and uh, what a joy it's been isn't it no matter what it has been Absolutely. <laughs> What are your Absolutely. thoughts, Paul? Your 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 last words of wisdom for us, for our viewers. Yes, I I, I would only say have fun, and uh, nothing is permanent. And while while you're thinking that something exists for a long time, and I have time to spend my time with my precious little one, time flies. Like what Khalil Gibran says, your children are not your children; they are just coming through you. but that doesn't mean they are yours for which they belong to a different time altogether beautiful beautiful so i'm reminded about this as simple as that our children are not our children but they just come through us Correct. and then we prepare them and present them for the world to the world yeah absolutely beautiful pavan it's been a lovely lovely time talking to you <laughs> the, the the pleasure is mine because you have you know rekindled my emotions and uh, you have brought the best out of me and you must be thanked from the bottom of my heart and i would love and urge each one of them listening to this particular podcast to spread the message to make sure that your vision and the intention is not just you know selfishly used for themselves but also being given out to the world out there i will do that for you stephen thank you so much so that's why i'm saying this thank you thank you so much ladies and gentlemen there we have it with pavan you know it's every dad teaches me something i i consider myself to be an old dad <laughs> but every dad adds to my to my understanding of being a father 
And uh, it, I hope it never ends. I hope it never ends that understanding because I want to keep getting better. And I'm sure that all of us want to as well. So, Pavan, thank you for being here. To all of you who are listening, as usual, we're going to ask you to spread the word. Let's talk about dads. We don't talk about these superheroes walking among us, but uh, let's talk about them. Please spread the word. Connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. That would be fantastic. And, uh, you know, you'll find us on the Papa Hood podcast, underscore podcast, or Stephen Brass, Stephen underscore Brass. You'll find us on all those platforms. And uh, let's let's you know let's grow together, uh, appreciating these people around us and celebrating their lives and what they do for us every single day. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been an absolute pleasure for having you here. We look forward to the next Papa Hood podcast. And uh, until then, wherever you are, stay safe. Much love.